Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What is going on, everybody? This is Kyrie Thompson, and you're listening to yet another episode of First and Foxborough. You can go ahead and download, listen, subscribe, all that good stuff on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you're following me at Katie Thompson 5 and following the show at First and Foxborough, F O X B O R O on Twitter. All right. Patriots had what sounds like a better day all around, really. Enjoying practices out in Las Vegas on Wednesday, especially for the offense. I mean, the defense seems like it's, you know, kind of holding steady as the better unit. Does sound like there was some better coverage on the day after really the Raiders sounds like it took him behind the woodshed, though. I mean, Devontae Adams, it sounds like he was still making plays because, I mean, he is the best receiver in football for my money. So he's going to make some plays. That is what it is. But it sounds like all in all, they held their own a little bit better today. And the offense didn't take until the last segment to get things going this time. Good job, guys. Notably, the Patriots and Raiders it sounded like they were doing more red zone work. And I think the Patriots have been a better red zone team in joint practices and in practices against really themselves, against their own defense, than they are between the 20s. And that's been the case for a while to me. Even when they were having bad days at practice, it seemed like they would get into the red zone, and then finally they're they're scoring touchdowns and they're making plays after really scuffling for the rest of the time. Zach Cox of Nesson had Mac Jones charted at 20 for 25 on his throws on Wednesday, and I don't think I saw any interceptions. Finished the day with a touchdown to Hunter Henry in the end of the two-minute drill that sounded like it got everybody pumped up down there. Really, it feels like the first big celebration that the offense has had in quite a while. They haven't had a lot to get excited about since minicamp. That one day that Jones was really slinging it around and Trey Nixon was making plays and Nelson Aguilar was making plays. Jonu Smith was showing out down the field. And speaking of Aguilar, he was asked about that celebration to Hunter Henry and he said something similar to um, a response that to a question that I had asked him back then about the way that the offense was going. And he he said something to the effect of, look, the offense has to celebrate each other's victories. That's what makes a really explosive offense when everybody is vibing and when they are feeling good about themselves and the big plays come off of that. And it feels like today they might have 
It feels like Wednesday they might have discovered, rediscovered some of the potential to be that, though I think they have a long way to go in that regard yet. But I want to talk about a question that I have been asked and others have been asked more generally about the Patriots that honestly I feel like isn't really a question at this point anymore. And that is, who is the Patriots' go-to guy on offense? When Mac Jones needs a play, who is he looking to? That's what people have been asking about with in regards to this receiving group. Like, wow, they don't really have a specific 1A wide receiver, a real superstar. And then this offensive scheme is changing and whatnot. So who is Mac Jones looking to? I feel like we've had the answer to that question for more than a year now. And it kind of surprises me that it is still being asked. To me, it's clear. That's Jacoby Myers. Two touchdowns in the red zone period on Wednesday on contested catches, which is something you don't always think about when it comes to Myers. He's he's a little bit of a shorter guy, but he's thick, he's strong, and he gets open in short spaces with good quickness. But he's shown he can he can get up there a little bit with some of these contested balls. He can go up and elevate, and he can he can box you out. He's tough, right? He can make it happen in tight spaces. And since camp started. Myers has been by far the most targeted receiver on this team. As of Monday, he had 35 targets. This is according to Mark Daniels of the Providence Journal. He had 35 targets coming into Monday's practice, which is 12 more targets than the next guy, which is Jonu Smith, who had 23. These are targets coming from Mac Jones specifically. And I can't imagine anybody's gotten close to overtaking Myers since then. Then last year, Myers had 126 targets on the year and 83 catches, both of which led the team by a mile. Okay, the next most targets on the team was Hunter Henry with 75, and the next most catches was Kendrick Bourne with 55. So that's a pretty big gap when you're talking about targets and catches. And then, look, to top it all off, just listen to what Mac Jones had to say about the importance of Jacoby Myers to the offense and, and to Jones specifically. To me, that says everything about the vibe, the wavelength that those two guys are on together. Sure, Mac Jones has said some good things about Nelson Aguilar as well, how he's one of the smartest receivers he's been around, and they've had an improved connection. Nelson Aguilar has been good. He's been one of the better offensive players during camp with you know a couple of drops or, you know, rough plays here and there, but all in all, his splash plays have been enormous, and I think he's been more consistent. Devontae Parker's had his moments in practice, too, and I think that Jones and Parker, they've been building chemistry as well, especially on some of these jump balls and kind of 50-50 throws, but Myers has always been there for Mac Jones. He keeps getting open by just being smart, tough, having good feet and getting open off the line of scrimmage and winning his one-on-one matchups. He's literally the slot receiver to me. Everybody says that they want, okay, the next Julian Edelman, right? The guy who gets open no matter what and makes the tough plays when you need them the most, you know, converts the third downs, move the ch- moves the chains. And I, I just keep thinking to myself, like, what do you think Jacoby Myers is? It's like a Jeopardy question. Who is Jacoby Myers? He's the answer to that to me. Mac Jones sees him as that guy, and Myers keeps getting better every year that he plays. His receiving yards have gone up. He finally got on the board with touchdowns last year. He had two of them. And the question to me, though, is even if you say Myers is Jones's go-to guy, is he good enough to be this team's best receiver? I mean, specifically, right, if, and if Myers is being the team's best receiver, is that adequate 
for a good offense. Like, I think you could say on, on a good offensive team, a top offensive team, Jacoby Myers is probably your third best receiver. Maybe your second, depending on, on how he goes out of this year, right? If he keeps on pushing his game up, maybe you could say he's a bona fide wide receiver too. Who knows? I think this team is going to spread the ball around a lot, so this isn't going to be an offense that has multiple thousand-yard receivers. It's going to be about finding matchups and exploiting them. They're going to try to use Nelson Aguilar down the field, both outside, like they did against the Panthers last Friday, and in the slot as well, down the middle of the field. They're going to try to post up Devontae Parker on smaller defenders. They're going to use Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith up the seams and in the red zone. But Myers is probably still going to be that guy that Jones targets a lot on third downs when he sees man coverage. We've already seen it this preseason, sometimes I think to max detriment, where I think, for example, there was one play last Friday on the second drive to, to end the second drive, where I think him being too caught up with Myers on third down, he wanted to hit him on, on a whip route, and he was too focused in on him, and I think that might have led him to misfire to Ramondre Stevenson, who had who got an opening on an angle route. He got a step on his guy, and I think he would have picked up the first down as well, but he really wanted to go to Myers. That's his guy. Other teams know this, and other teams were starting to bracket Myers last year and force him to go elsewhere, and, and really taking away plays where Mac Jones wanted to go to him. That's when you started to see more Hunter Henry targets to kind of fill that void. But I think teams are going to start looking to do that again as well this year, right? Take away Jacoby Myers and force somebody else to make plays on third downs and be the go-to guy. I think it'll be interesting to see, though, how much Myers can keep taking his game with Mac Jones and whether or not the rest of the office is going to follow suit because... I mean, I've heard this from a couple of different coaches, and you hear this around the NFL. You don't want to put ceilings on guys. Myers would be far from the, the first person we've seen who is an undrafted player, you know, be a thousand-yard receiver, right? Or, or just, just, you know, come up in a way that nobody really expected despite being not being, you know, a, a number one or a round one or, or round two draft pick, right? This wouldn't be crazy. And if Myers does ascend into being a thousand yard receiver this year and maybe gets the end zone a couple more times, will he price himself out of New England next year? You got to remember, right now, Myers is playing on a second round tender worth just under $4 million. He was undrafted, so they, they had to offer him, they had the option to offer him a tender and see if another team wanted to snap him up. This is what happened with JC Jackson last year. He signed a tender for just about the same amount of money, like $3.9 million or something. Jackson goes off and has a big year, and he's a second-team All-Pro, and now he's making $16, 17000000 million a year, something like that. So that could happen with Jacoby Myers. It's entirely possible. And the way the wide receiver market is going, he could command a good deal more than what he's making right now. It's not a given that he's just going to you know, be available for a hometown discount or that nobody's going to want him. I think teams are going to want Jacoby Myers. The way things are trending, he might even be one of the, the two or three wide receiver free agents that people are bidding on. And I think the trend is going towards drafting guys like Tyquan Thornton, who was on his way to having a bit of a bigger role than people thought before he got hurt. I think the trend is going towards that 
rather than paying guys, especially maybe paying somebody like Jacoby Myers, who isn't viewed as an elite talent. He's good, but he's not great. And maybe you can just find another guy in the draft or find another undrafted free agent. Like you could look at it that way if you want. But all that said, the Patriots are going to have money coming off the books next year. They're going to have space to potentially pay him. And I mean, even when you look at the wide receiver room, there aren't a lot of guys that are inked in here. Right? They could potentially move on from any one of these guys not named Tyquan Thornton. All of them could be gone, in theory. I don't think they will, right? But all of them could be gone, in theory. Will they and should they invest in Myers, who has to be seeing the, some of the money that was passed around like Christian Kirk and okay receivers who, who aren't that great and, and maybe he thinks he should get a piece? I, I wouldn't blame him for going for it, right? For looking at something like... 12, 13 million dollars a year, right? I mean, he can ask for it. It doesn't mean he's going to get it, but I mean, why not ask, right? We know what Mac Jones wants. I mean, he said it right there. He wants his guy here forever, which is, I mean, as long as Mac Jones is here and that could be a while, okay? We'll see where this ends up for Myers, who has had a really, he's made a really nice career for himself. The way that he's worked into this role after being an undrafted receiver undrafted player he started off as a quarterback and turned himself into receiver it's really been amazing to see how much he continues to get better on a day in day out basis and if new england doesn't resign him i think that myers is going to have plenty of teams that are interested in his services but first we got to see what myers does this year and that will be for the new england patriots that's all for this episode of First of Foxborough. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Once again, make sure you follow me at KDThompson5. Follow the show at First and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O on Twitter. And make sure you are downloading, subscribing, and listening on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow, got a little bit something extra for you. I'm going to have Taylor Kyles, one of my favorite follows on Patriots Twitter, on here with me to break down some film and what he's been seeing when he turns on the tape with this Patriots team. Make sure you check it out when it drops, and I will see you tomorrow.